0: Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. In other news, dozens of illegal immigrants are in Martha's Vineyard, an upscale island vacation spot in Massachusetts. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent two planes filled with illegal immigrants to the island last night. DeSantis' campaign team called the region a sanctuary city, while local officials accused Republicans of using human lives as political pawns. Meanwhile, just this morning, Texas Governor Greg Abbott sent two buses of illegal border crossers to Vice President Kamala Harris's residence in Washington, D.C. The vice president recently said the border is secure. According to the latest report, illegal immigrants released into the United States are costing taxpayers an additional $20 billion annually. We have R.J. Holman from the Federation of American Immigration Reform to tell us more about this. R.J. Holman, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thank you. RJ, a new report from your organization, Federation for American Immigration Reform, has revealed that illegal immigrants crossing the border will cost American taxpayers over $20 billion per year. Tell us how you guys came to this number.
1: Yeah, just again, the Biden border crisis has driven more illegal aliens into our country. The American taxpayers really bearing the brunt of this. And what we did is we easily kind of combined all of the illegal aliens who have been released into the country or avoided border patrol. They're called gotaways. came to about 2.3 million. and we went back to our cost study methodology that several years ago found that American taxpayers pay $140 billion every year for the legal aliens that are currently in the United States. And it's about 9,000 per illegal alien that cost the American taxpayers. And the number we came up with, 20.4 billion. So add that on to the 140 or so, and you're at around 60, 160. The American taxpayers pay $160 billion a year. And we also kind of looked at some comparisons. I mean, that would provide every homeless veteran $50,000 a year for a decade. It would give every needy family in the United States earning 50K or less. You could give them a grocery voucher. You could do 315,000 police officers, 330,000 teachers, but instead the Biden administration's giving all that money
0: to illegal aliens. That's an excellent point. I mean, at what point do we have to take a step back and ask what could, could that money be used for to actually help these Americans that are struggling because there are many?
1: Well, you know, and if you look at what the Biden administration says, is that of one side of Joe's mouth, he's a, a blue-collar man, respects the American worker. But all this money's going to legal aliens. They're the top priority. They're living on a different planet. As you saw, Corrine Jean-Pierre uh, yesterday said they're doing better on border security than the Trump administration was. I mean, they are an absolute la-la land. They do not care about addressing the crisis. Even Kamala Harris in her interview with Chuck Todd on Sunday, she said the border is secure and then immediately pivots to amnesty for every illegal alien in the country. That THAT'S THE ONLY SOLUTION WHEN IT COMES TO IMMIGRATION IN THEIR EYES. TAKING CARE OF THOSE WHO ARE CURRENTLY HERE ILLEGALLY AND THOSE WHO HAVEN'T EVEN GOT HERE YET. THEY WANT TO KEEP THE BORDER OPEN AND GIVE AMNESTY TO EVERY ILLEGAL ALIEN IN THE COUNTRY.
0: RJ, WHAT TYPE OF RESOURCES DO YOU THINK IT WOULD TAKE TO ACTUALLY SECURE THE BORDER? Oh, it's gonna take a
1: whole lot more, and it's gonna take, you know, this is why Republicans, if they take back one or both chambers of Congress, they're gonna have a mandate to secure the border. And, you know, gotta do a big messaging bill, obviously, out the gate with complex statutory changes. You know, you can't just build a wall, a wall is helpful, but you gotta actually change the laws and kind of close these loopholes that the Biden administration is ignoring, but it's a kind of a three-pronged solution that we have, that we've been relaying on Capitol Hill. You pass the border security bill out the gate, you do aggressive oversight. You potentially impeach my Orcus. You know, Republicans had a select committee on Benghazi. Do a select committee on the border crisis. And number three, which I think is most important, properly control the purse strings. Do not give the Department of Homeland Security a blank check to keep processing migrants, keep our borders open. Make sure every dollar you give them is actually doing the functions
0: of the agency and why it was created to keep our homeland and our borders secure. RJ, what do you say to the argument that uh, says these stances are anti-immigrant?
1: They're, they're not anti-immigrant. They're pro-national sovereignty. They're respecting the security of our borders and, and again, protecting public safety. Okay, it has nothing to do with people coming up here. True, if you're a true economic, if you're a true asylum seeker or a refugee, and you're fleeing a country. The moment you get across the border of your nation, you're supposed to be safe, you're secure. These people are simply country shopping migrants. They're coming here to work and to send money back home. What's the risk? What's the trade-off though? By keeping our borders open and essentially having all border patrol officers simply processing migrants, Cartels and smugglers are able to smuggle in criminals and lethal narcotics that are harming American communities. You gotta remember, the American people are the key stakeholder when it comes to immigration policy, not prospective immigrants or those who are currently here illegally. Gotta look
0: out for them first. R.J. Holman, thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome back to NTD's Capital Report. I'm Steve Lance. The Senate Homeland Security Committee is discussing social media's impact on America's security. At a hearing yesterday, the CEO of TikTok couldn't answer one of the questions. NTD's Arlene Richards reports.
2: At a Senate committee hearing on Wednesday, TikTok Chief Operating Officer Vanessa Pappas said in a prepared speech, quote, there's no responsibility more important to me than protecting the people on our platform. She also said that the company has been, quote, working assiduously to address national security concerns identified by U.S. policymakers and regulators. But when asked a specific question about national security concerns, Pappas stuck to the script.
3: Can you make the commitment, though, that I just asked you to make, that you will commit to cutting off all data and metadata flows to China, Chinese-based TikTok employees, ByteDance employees, or any other party
2: located in China? what i can commit to is that our final agreement with the us government will satisfy all national security concerns yes john mills a former pentagon cybersecurity director said the tiktok executive is being coached let's face it this
0: is this is a legal game that is being played back and forth between them and us and they're playing the seam line essentially because they are pretending to be tiktok USA Incorporated and pretending to know nothing and have no connection to TikTok China Incorporated, which is utter silliness.
2: It's no secret that Chinese TikTok employees inside and outside of China can access U.S. user data. But Papa said there were protocols to ensure sensitive information doesn't get into the wrong hands. Meanwhile, Mills recalled that China stole 21 million files out of the Office of Personnel Management, a federal agency that manages civil servants.
0: There is nothing good about about this.
2: NTD reached out to TikTok for comment on Chinese employees viewing the U.S. data, and a spokesperson said in an email that access to data is controlled by a U.S.-led security team. Mills said the Chinese Communist Party uses data from TikTok to influence Americans.
0: For every dollar Russia can throw at disinformation manipulation. China can throw 20 to shape, manipulate, cause hate and discontent in American society. My estimate was $100 million they spent uh, to manipulate the social activities during uh, the summer of 2020.
2: The Senate hearing came one day after Twitter whistleblower Peter Zatko told Congress that Twitter is employing a Chinese agent. Arlene Richards, NTD News, New York. Thousands
0: of men and women throughout all branches of the military have declined the COVID-19 vaccine, even though it was mandated by the government. A federal judge recently prohibited the Marine Corps from enforcing the mandate for thousands of Marines. And this week, the Navy quietly rolled back punishment for unvaccinated SEALs. To discuss, we have military whistleblower and former Space Force Lieutenant Colonel Matt Lohmeyer. Matt Lohmeyer, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Steve, happy to be here.
0: Matt, the news cycles have been coming at us fast and furious. Uh, Your story is a really important one as you were a commander in the Space Force when you were actually removed from the military for speaking up on things that just didn't seem right to you. Uh, Please tell us what you experienced.
3: Yeah, I had just come out of a DOD strategy school, the School of Advanced Air and Space Studies, studied a lot of Cold War history, studied Marxist ideology. And in, in the aftermath of George Floyd's death, I saw what I recognize as Marxist revolutionary tactics afoot in the United States. And unfortunately, our military uh, wasn't safe from that impulse either. Uh, I saw, even at my own base in Colorado, a, a radical left wing activism, is what I'll call it, a teaching of critical race theory, which, as everyone now understands, is rooted in Marxist ideology. And I tried first using my chain of command to help fix that problem and protect our service members from indoctrination on a daily and weekly basis at the base into critical race theory thinking, which pits whites versus blacks and makes race the lens through which everyone views, perceives, and interprets the data all about them in society. But uh, I did that to no avail and ultimately ended up uh, filing a formal written complaint with the Space Force Inspector General's office, which was dismissed and then published a book uh, about it, hoping to get some attention so we could help solve this problem. But it's a really big problem today, unfortunately. But uh, we have other issues like the COVID shot mandate and uh, drag shows and other things that seem to capture the headlines. But the diversity, inclusion and equity industry, which is steeped in critical race theory, is still lively and active in our DoD.